0: Well, good morning, good morning. man. It's good to see y'all here again today. Uh, welcome to Beecher Island. Uh, Corey Clark, our preacher with pastoral duties, is gone for this is his last Sunday in a row for right now, anyway. That he's going to be gone. They are down in Lake in Kansas his daughter's rodeo, and he is being a dad, and they are chasing dreams, and chasing cans, and chasing goats, and chasing calves, and all the stuff that they do, so uh, they are, it's awesome, it's good, I'm i am uh, always tickled to hear from him during the week, and, and see how the last weekend went, and all that, and, and they're just having a ball, and so uh, it's a blessing for him, it's a blessing for us, and uh, in the meantime, you get to hear from me, apparently, and so... You'll be plump tired of me by the end of this week. <laughs> but it's good, because because uh, Corey will be here next week, right? So anyway, it is, it is good, good stuff. Um, Corey always says, "Beach Island is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And uh, I am so proud to be able to say those same words. Uh, that's exactly what we do here. And everything comes from the Word. Word of God, nothing man-made right here. It's all comes right out of this, and it's awesome, and we love Jesus, and we're all here as one big family, and it's it's just good to worship and, and uh, be here with you guys, so welcome if you're online, and uh, I don't even know where that thing's pointing. Is it even on? Is it, I don't even know. Is it on? Is it pointing over there? Do we need to fix that? We need to zoom Is in. Is going to be really weird? <laughs> yep. There we go. Zoom. Hey, look at that. Look at that. I'm going to be famous <laughs> so it. I hope all they see on there is Jesus, too. Anyway, welcome to Beecher Island. We had a little segue there, but um, uh, good, good stuff. Uh, this morning, it, it, yes, it is Mother's Day today. It is Mother's Day. And praise God for mothers. Uh, I was blessed in my life to have a pretty amazing mom myself. and uh, And now I live with another mom. Of three of our kids which is just it's just awesome and you know one thing i, thought, I was thinking about this this morning um that god created us and somebody said this earlier it's uh god created us in his likeness and if he only would have created man we wouldn't understand the depth of of god's love not that we can understand it in any way we would not understand it and then he created woman. And he created us both in his likeness. And it takes both of us, both women, both men, to show love the way that they show love, to have any idea about how God loves us so much. Because I, I surely and truly love my kids to the depths. I Unconditionally, they, they're awesome. I will do anything for them. And Andrea does the same thing. We just show it differently. And, uh, and it's, it's just cool. I, I felt love different from my dad than I did my mom, too. And, and to be able to put that together and see how God loves us uh, is, is just the closest way, I think, that we can see it, to be able to get love from both of those. So anyway, I was definitely blessed, and am continued, continually blessed because of the mothers that are in my life. And Nancy, thanks for bailing me out so that Andrew gets a flower today. <laughs> <laughs> and we might be moving bulls after this service today <laughs> it was I, I do have to say this though it, anybody that knows me I'm a bit of a prankster and this morning I could not help myself I couldn't help myself <laughs> I came in the house after I did chores. I was hungry, I needed a little bit of breakfast. We had some egg bake or casserole or something like that sitting on the counter there. And so I sliced me off a chunk and put it on a paper plate, and I went to the table and I ate it right quick. And meanwhile, of course, the kids are getting ready for church and all this stuff, and Andrea, she's giving Everett a bath, and of course, like many mothers do, Using our kitchen sink has this little tub deal. Got him in. He's washing down, and everything's good to go. She's standing there at the kitchen sink. And so I go and I throw my paper plate in the trash can. And when I come back, I just toss my fork in the same thing that Everett is laying in. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I can't. I can't explain the look was on her face, but I... I've seen that look. Maybe <laughs> she's <seen> that look. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, yeah. I'm not the only one that's done it. Yeah, I'm not yeah, right, right, okay, cool. Anyway, uh we are blessed. So thank you, uh you mothers. It is good to see you all. Happy Mother's Day, it is awesome. Uh, God bless you guys today as we go forward. Hey, let's pray and then we're gonna get into work. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for today. We thank you for um again, I'm, I'm gonna keep praising the Lord, for the ring that you sent us. Um, Lord what that means for our livelihoods. This is an agricultural community and and uh and and Lord, that, that is, you take care of us, and we thank you so much for that. Lord's Day, um, we pray for Corey and his family as they're on the road in Rodeo, and we just pray that, that uh, they are being ministered to th- this day, and uh, that they can be takers and not and be so much of a giver and just be filled up. God, we pray for them. This morning, Lord, I just pray that your word comes through in the way that you would have it, Lord, uh, that, that you would open all of our hearts to what you would, you would have us here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. I'm not going to talk about mothers anymore at this moment, but if you have your Bibles with you, open them puppies up to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. I'm going to tell you this right now. <clears throat> I have been in a wrestling match for two weeks with God. And there are some times, and I've said it before, we open the Bible and you look into it and you walk away with more questions than you have answers. And that happened to me a couple weeks ago. Last week, uh, the message that, that was laid on my heart that I brought—we talked about salt. We we kind of worked our way through the Beatitudes, not in a whole lot of depth, but we talked about salt. And uh, as we got through the Beatitudes in in, in Matthew uh, chapter five verse thirteen, Jesus says, "You are the salt of the earth." And and I last week I was like, "Man, that's awesome!" No matter what we're feeling, if you if you're a believer in Jesus, if you have confessed Him as your Lord and Savior. Uh, and, he, and you are a disciple of His, if you are a student of His, if you are a pupil of Jesus Christ, then you are a disciple. So He was telling all of us right here today, that day, today, whenever, we, you are salt of the earth. And no matter what, like there's days that I ain't feeling very salty, but that don't mean I have Jesus Christ in me. I have Jesus Christ in me. And I made a point last week and I'm going to stand behind it 100% of the time. I looked it up on Google because I was so curious. But salt is made up of two things. It's made up of sodium and it's made up of chloride. And I don't mean to get all scientific on it, but when them two things are together, it is salt. And when it lands on your tongue, you are going to know that it is salt. And you are salt. You are salt. When you have Jesus Christ in you, when you are in Him, you are the salt of the earth. There's nothing that can separate that. Now, I know there's people going to say, well, there's these chemical reactions that can happen and split all that. You know what? I don't care right now. (laughs) You are salt. I don't want to talk about what can bring us apart from Jesus Christ. But we are salt. We are salt. And so when I was preparing for last week's message, and I I was thinking about, about this awesome man that that brought me salt and the salt, that, that, all the little stuff about salt. I was I was thinking about the scripture, and Matthew chapter five verse thir- thirteen is the first thing that it came to. But also this one that I've, I'm having you turn to today is Mark chapter nine, verse forty nine and fifty. And as I read down through that, I couldn't use it last week because I feel like there's just there's a difference there, and there is there. I, I, Like I said, I've been in a wrestling match. I'm just going to read it. We're going to read just a short bit of Scripture. I'm just going to start and end in verse 49. This is my NASB, and we're going to get into that here just a little bit later. But verse 49 says, For everyone will be salted with fire. Everyone will be salted with fire. And I went, what, God, is that supposed to (laughs) mean? Everyone will be salted with fire. And I remember that Corey Clark, when he comes up here and he preaches, he challenges us, if there is a verse or there is something that you don't like, or or maybe you like it, but you don't understand it, or something just bogging you down, whatever it is, he has the 20-23 rule. You read 20 verses before, you read 20 verses after, and you find three verses that, that can back up that text to see what it is trying to say. And yes, so that's what I decided to do. And 20 verses before, I'm going to tell you right now that there is uh, Jesus is kind of in a lot of different places in the 20 verses before. But I'm going to read to you, just starting on, on verse 20, verse 43, just to get some of the context. I was saying, this will give you some context. In verse 43, chapter 9 of Mark, it says, If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than having two hands to go into hell into the unquenchable fire, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than having your two feet to be cast into hell where their worm does not die and their fire is not quenched. If your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Then it goes to verse 49, for everyone will be salted with fire. And so I'm thinking, okay, Lord, All right. I'm listening here. You just gave me some context. And the fire that you're talking about is hell. The fire that you're talking about is a place that you don't want to be. The fire that you're talking about is a place opposite of you, someplace else other than in your realm. And you are saying that I will be salted with fire? God, what do you you mean everyone will be salted with fire? And then I continue reading. To get the context on the other side of that, verse 50 says, Salt is good. Salt is good. I'm just going to stop right there. So here we have fire that we're going to be salted with. Doesn't sound like it's going to be a very good deal. But then right behind it, it says, Salt is good. God, what does this mean? What does this mean? It goes on to say if the salt becomes unsalty with what we make it salty again, have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. It gets into chapter 10. Jesus continues teaching. There's there's quite a few different places that he goes, but I'm just going to stop right there. Everyone will be salted with fire. And I'm going to tell you right now that I do not believe that this verse is talking about hell. He is not saying, and we know. We know that the ruler of this world is the devil. It is Satan. We know that he is present among us all the time, but I don't believe that that God is saying if salt is good, why would we be salted with fire from hell? I don't believe that's a possibility. So I got to looking deeper. I got to thinking deeper. And and so um, I know that there's other versions. There's another version. I think it's the NLT that says for everyone will be tested with fire. And I'm like, okay, that that. I, I kind of like the way that sounds, but I wanted to get down to the Greek. I wanted to get down to the meaning of it. So I went to my King James Bible, and I opened that thing up. We had a little discussion about the King James Bible earlier today. But I opened that thing up, and, uh, and I learned two things. I learned two things. First of all, it says, and, and I wanted to see what it meant, the word salted. I wanted what the word salted meant. So I have a concordance that's based off the King James Version. Somebody needs to make that kid be quiet. Whose kid is that back there? Oh, that's mine. (laughs) Sorry, Andrea. Look at that mother. you're a big look at that Wow. Love that woman. (laughs) Where was I at? So so my concordance is based off the King James Version. So I went and read it in the King James Version. The King James Version says everyone will be salted with fire. I went to the Greek to see what salted meant. you know what salted means in the Greek? To salt? I'm like, well, that's a no-brainer. I mean, do you take a salt shaker and you shake it? You salt your food. You salt whatever it is. It means to salt. So I'm like, well, test it. I mean, it. It sounds good but I just want to dive into the salted part of it. I want to dive into the salted part of it. There's one other thing that I learned from the King James Version that I feel sheds quite a bit of light on what my Bible says. and I wrote it in my Bible. I don't know if I'm supposed to do that, but I did it. For everyone will be salted with fire. The King James Version goes on to say, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. And every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. So I'm like, okay God, where do we go from there? And I started doing some cross-references. I started thinking about what it means to be salted with salt. And we go back, um, it, it takes us back to, I believe it's Leviticus, and it talks about the burnt offerings back in the Old Testament, way, way, way back when and the, and all the burnt offerings were to be salted before they were put on the fire. They were to be salted. And then when I cross referenced that, I came to I came to another set of scriptures, Numbers. If you have your Bibles with you, you can follow along. Numbers 18, chapter 18, verses 19 and 20. I'll give you just a second to get there. Number Numbers chapter 18, verses 19 and 20. And it says, All the offerings of the holy gifts which the Son of Israel offer to the Lord I have given to you and your sons and daughters with you as a perpetual allotment. It is an everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord to you and your descendants with you. Then the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in their land nor own any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the sons of Israel. So this time... The Levites, they didn't have any land of their own, like many of the other all the other tribes did. The Levites didn't have anything. And this was the Lord speaking to the Levites, specifically to Aaron, saying, Hey, you're gonna be alright. I'm gonna take care of you. And he made a covenant, an everlasting covenant of salt. To let them know how important it is. Now here's the deal. This is what, this is what blows my mind. This was the part this morning. I was, I, was, I was having trouble getting it all together. And I was in the feed truck just about ready to dump my feed out. When the Lord started finding, like, not finally, maybe I just started listening. And like, this was the part that hit me. The Lord is everlasting. And He used salt as a symbol of what His covenant was to these people. Now, the Lord knows about salt. Like we talked last week, when it when it's together, you can't you can't do salt is salt, and it's like that forever. If there's some chemical reaction, whatever. I'm not going into that. But salt, if it remains that way, it is salt. God created salt. We mined salt out of the earth for hundreds of years before it, it was mined. It was salt then, and we use it, and it is salt. And God, this is the thing. It is pure, and it is solid. It is not going anywhere. It is salt. He can he can. He can base these people's livelihood because He used a covenant of salt. That is our God. And He says, you don't have any inheritance. You don't have any land that you can grow crops on. You don't have any land that you can, get, um, that you can raise uh, beef or, or meat or anything for your sustenance. But He says, I am your portion and I am your inheritance. He says, don't worry about that. I will get you covered. These Levites, they were priests, especially Aaron was a priest, and, and the, the sacrifices from the other years were going to come and they were going to be able to feed themselves. God is saying, I got you. And I'm going to use salt, and I'm going to make sure that you know because of this salt, I am here forever just like that salt is. Just like that salt is. Our Lord loved them so much. He, he made sure that He knew that they were going to be covered. That is, that is the salt. So, thinking about that back back in, that, in Mark, salt is good, or uh, right, right there at the end of 49, for everyone will be salted with fire, and every sacrifice should be salted with salt. God has setting this up, telling us how important it is that we know how important salt is and all the properties of her, that it that it purifies, that it preserves, that it, uh, it, it kills things that are bad, it, it makes things grow that are good. That—that That is what salt does. He says, I'm your salt. But I was still thinking, like, God, okay, so what does this mean to be salted with fire? Like, salt is good. I get it. What does it mean to be salted with fire? And the only, the, the thing that kept coming back to me, the thing that kept coming back to me was in the book of Malachi. It's the last last book of the Old Testament. If you want to follow there with me too, you can. Uh, chapter 3, Malachi, chapter 3. And the thing that just got me was that refiner's fire. And it was awesome because this morning, before Sunday school, we were singing some hymns. And, uh, and that first hymn that we sang, I was like, that's my whole message today. That's the whole thing that God hit me with. It was refiner's fire. I'm going to read to you from chapter... Chapter 3 of Malachi it says behold I am going to send my messenger and he will clear the way before me and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight behold he is coming says the Lord of hosts but who can endure the day of his coming who can stand when he appears for he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap he will sit as a smelter and a purifier of silver and He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver so that they may present to the Lord offerings in righteousness. Then the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, and against those who swear falsely, and against those who oppress the wage earner and his wages, the widow and the orphan, and those who turn aside, the alien, and do not fear Me, says the Lord of hosts, for I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, O sons of Jacob, you are not consumed. This is our Lord speaking. You will not be consumed. You will not be consumed. We were talking about that fire, that thing that right before... um, it says you'll be salted with fire. It's talking about the fire, the, the unquenchable fire of hell, that, that fire that is all consuming, that will that will take and destroy and, and completely be rid of you. I was thinking about this just, just a couple weeks ago. I'm on the Arnold Fire Department, Volunteer Fire Department. We had a fire down south. I don't know, 10 miles from here, I suppose. And this fire comes and we, we've had fires around. I'm just saying this is the one that I was on. And this fire came and it There was a trailer house, no one lived in it, but there was a trailer house there. And this fire, when it got going, it completely engulfed that trailer house. It didn't didn't matter how much water we put on that thing. It was gonna burn up, that's how it was. And that's the unquenchable, I mean, it was gone. We couldn't put it out. That's the kind of fire that they're talking about there in Mark. But that fire also, it spread from from that house and it went out into the pasture and it burned maybe 10 acres. And the fire department was out there, and they were able to get around that thing and get it controlled, and it was all fine and good. And then I went back, like, I mean, it was black, it was blown, it was nasty, it was soot. And I went back like a week later, and went by that, and it was green. And it was green. All the bad stuff had been burnt off of it. All the bad stuff had been burnt off of it. That's the purifier. That is the, we talk about the refiner's fire. When a refiner, when a, when a silversmith or goldsmith, and I, I'm sure it's still the same way today as it was back in these days, when they would get the ore out of the ground, when they'd go and mine that stuff and get it from wherever it comes from, they would put it to the fire. They would put it to the fire, and, and what was the word dross? Was it dross? Those are the impurities. I didn't know that until this morning when we sang that hymn. Those are the impurities. They would get rid of all the dross. The way that that would get rid, be, be gotten rid of was the fire, and it was hot. But when, it was, when all the impurities were gone, what, we, what you're left with is this perfect, pure, preserved, awesome piece of silver or gold, or whatever that is. That is the kind of fire. That is the kind of fire that we are salted with. Not one that is going to consume us and burn us up completely. But you know what? I've, I've been thinking a lot about, about the things that we go through in our lives. And I think one of the biggest mistakes, and, and it's not their fault. I was here once too. I, I think one of the biggest mistakes of new Christians, new people that have just come to Christ, one of the things that they mistake is that man, when I come to Jesus, when I know him, life's gonna be good. It's gonna be perfect, it's gonna be all downhill from here, it's all good to go. How many of you in this building, you don't have to raise your hands, how many of this of you in this building right now who are Christians, who know Christ, who have come to him, have confessing as your Lord and Savior from that time till now have never had anything go wrong in your life. (laughs) Yeah, I'm there. I'll raise my (laughs) hand. No way. No way. That is how life goes. There are things in our life that we cannot control. There are things in our life that maybe are in our control. We we, We don't know how to handle them. We don't know what to do with them. Are you being put to the fire? Are you in the fire right now? God doesn't want to consume you. He doesn't want to get rid of you. Sometimes we can use those things in our lives, and God uses those things in our lives to get rid of all the stuff that's not needed, to get rid of all the impurities, to get rid of all the dead grass so that the new stuff can come up. That is the fire. I remember, well, one of the biggest things in my life that I thought I was burning up. I couldn't do a darn thing about it. It was seven years ago when we had this little girl, and I know I talk about her a lot, that something was big in our life. sometimes I feel guilty about talking about it. But you know what we had a daughter that, that I'm not I didn't know she was going to live. In fact I was pretty sure she wasn't. In fact, in my head I'd already made phone calls to the morticians I'd already made phone calls in my head to the cemetery district about what, what was I going to do? This thing was in my life that was spinning out of control. I had no control over it I could not do a darn thing about it and I was praying not near enough but i prayed god where are you at where are you at i'm a christian i love you you love me back i know you do the bible says that god i'm crying out to you i need a miracle right now right now is what i need god where are you and you know what seven years down the road i can look back and go he was in there the whole time he was the only thing keeping me together he was the only thing that was giving me life at that point in time right then. That is our God. That is our God. I think of um, in the book of Daniel, there was Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They got thrown into the furnace. They were, they were rice, they were holy. They, they loved God. Nebuchadnezzar was like, oh, I don't like you, throw them into the furnace. They got thrown into the furnace to burn up, to be done, to be, to be gone, to be rid of. Nebuchadnezzar was wrong. Even the people, the guards or whatever that threw them in there, they got burned up because the fire was so hot at the entrance of the furnace. They got burned up. But those three men that were in there, when they looked in there, there were just three. There was a fourth man in the fire. That fourth man in the fire, we all know it. It was Jesus. And it, and it, was, it was before we know that Jesus came in the flesh right here on this earth, that He was in there. He was in there and that was He was the thing that was keeping them from being burned up. Guys, when you're in a fire, when you're in a fire, Jesus is with you the whole time. It is because of him. And so what do you look at it? Is it, is it something that you're going to allow to ruin your life? Or is it something you're going to allow to gain new life? Is Jesus. Can you feel His presence in that time? In that fire? We're being salted. It's, it's tough. It's tough. You might be held down. You might be, it, it might be getting hot. You don't know what to do about it. But Jesus Christ is there. He's there with you. And He's fighting for you. We're being salted. We're being refined. Just like that refiner's fire, we're being refined and when we can find Him in it, when we keep calling His name and keep asking Him, and which way do I go? What direction do I turn? we follow Him, let Him take the lead on that. He'll let all that stuff burn away. And you know what? Even here on this earth, even, even right now, while we're still in the flesh, sometimes I think, well... Uh, man, I want everything good right now. And I'll say this. I don't want to... It's gonna be awesome when we leave this earth as Christians, when we go to meet him, it's gonna be awesome. No matter what happens right here. Don't tell me what Jesus Christ gives you life right now. Jesus Christ gives you life right here. And he wants all the bad stuff gone. He wants you to come forward. And uh and um I was I just that verse came to mind about uh Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God, for those who are called according to His purpose. Even the bad stuff. It says all things. If you love God, He's going to make it work for the good. Maybe not for your good, but for His good, which ends up being your good. He's going to make it all work. I think about our bodies. I think it's in Romans 12. 12, It says our bodies. um, Hold on. Let me just find it right quick. So, them therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Can we not be in the fire? Can we not be getting salted and be be a living sacrifice to Him? God, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm going to invite the music team back up here. It's Mother's Day. You guys have lunches and all kinds of stuff that you want to get to. But as the music team is making their way back up here, I had a friend tell me that when that refiner has his fire and it is hot and it's burning out all the impurities, and I don't know if it still works this way or not, but he would know that it was pure. He would know that all the impurities, all the dross was gone. He would know that when the fire cooled back down, And he could look into that piece of silver. He could look into that piece of gold and it would reflect his image. Guys, today, if you know Jesus, if you can come to Jesus, he's working on you. Maybe you are in the fire right now. Maybe you are struggling with something that that you don't have any control over. Maybe you are struggling with something you do have some control over, and God is calling you, and you are through the fire, and He is wanting to make you pure. That is the way that we get pure, is to call on Him, to call on Jesus Christ. Lord, I can't do it myself. Now think about when we come to Him, all of our sins are cast as far as the East is from the West they are cast in the sea of forgetfulness, they are gone, and because of what He does in you, you become pure. You are preserved under Him, under our Father God, and and you have life right now, and you will have life everlasting, eternal, with our God the Father in Heaven. And it is going to be amazing. Just as that refiner can see His image in that gold or in that silver when it's totally purified and refined, that is what Jesus does to us. He will purify us. He refines us. And everyone else can see his reflection in us. That is so good. That is so good. I this morning got a wedding ring on me, my left finger. I can see my reflection in it. Have you ever tried that? That's pure. That is our Jesus. Reflect him from yourself. This morning, man, God is so good, and this is like I said, this is this is a scripture that I wrestled around with, just trying to find the deeper meaning of what He was talking about. When it goes on, and says, "Salt is good, but what if the salt becomes unsalted with what we make it salty?" And don't worry about it. If you have Jesus in you, you are salt. You are salted. You are salty. Don't worry about the stuff. Right now, just stay in Him. That's what we need to worry about. Stay in Him, and it says, "Have salt in yourselves and be peace with one another." That salt is Jesus. You ain't salt without Him. Have salt in yourselves. You have that. You'll have peace, no matter what the fire brings. Because that is our God. If you uh, if you're hearing if you're hearing something for the first time this morning, and you're being called by the Holy Spirit, you know it's you. He's saying, come to me. Come to me. No matter what you're going through, I got you. I'm purifying you. I'm making you you the best version of yourself. If you've never taken the opportunity to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart to confess Him as your Lord and Savior, today's the day. Today's the day. Don't walk away from this building one more day without knowing that you have a Savior. And Corey said it before too. If you are saved and you haven't been baptized, we will find some more. We'll do, we'll do it right now if we need to. You can come up here. I'd love to pray with anyone who needs prayer. I know there's people in the back that would love to pray with you too. If there's anything like that, if anything on your heart, if you're saved and you still need prayer, I mean, come on up here. I want to pray with you. We've got a few more songs to sing. We're going to pray. and Then you can stand with us and sing. Let's, 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 go, to the, let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we just thank You so much for Your Word. And God, there, there are tough, <laughs> tough scriptures sometimes to get our head wrapped around. God, I don't know if uh, if I get it right all the time. But Lord, I just pray that your spirit is working in every heart this morning. That everyone will be moved by your amazingness, your grace, to be more like you. To not to not fear to, to not fear the the refining process, Lord, uh, Lord, just to know that You are making us one of Yours, that You are making us the best part of the, the best the best us that we can be, because You are in us, because because of what You've done for us. God, this morning I just thank You so much for sending Your Son Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, and and, uh, and to come down in the flesh to walk amongst us. God, that he hung on that cross and he died for all the sin. And at that moment, right there, all, all of our sin is forgiveness that was burned away. God, we recognize you, that you did that for us. And God, three days later, you resurrected Jesus Christ back to life. Lord, that, that He lives and He has and we have life because He lives in us. you so much for your blessings, Lord, this morning. Uh, Let's pray that we can sing loud and proud to you, how great you are. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Stand with us and sing.